Hey guys, uh, welcome to this uh, little bonus episode. Um, today we had Josh on, who's the drummer uh, with Han and I in our band, Underscore. Um, we had a good chat about our favorite music and about the background of some Underscore songs. So yeah, enjoy. Here you go. Here we go. Um, all right, all good to go? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to do a clap uh, no, sync? No, wait. I don't, I'm not good to go because... Nobody's told me which way is the front of this microphone. No, the, I did tell you. You're holding it front ways. Oh, okay. All good. Okay. The, the silver thing at the back. I just admitted to Josh that I don't listen to him when he talks. Ah, that's true. Then Han, it's, you're doing it the right way. Okay. That's you. fair. I don't listen to Biku when he talks, so oh. I understand why. <laughs> Should we do a clap sync? Okay. We have to do it really intricate. Because he's guys a drummer. Because I, I, you, you wait. No, John, you're a dick because you've got a microphone stand. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. And you guys are both holding your mics. We're gonna face so how palm. are you gonna? Yeah, okay. You gotta okay. use your foreheads. No, 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 John, you gotta go to. Yeah, you gotta do it too. I'll do it too. Yeah. So we get a forehead clap. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> what are we doing it on? Something hard is Josh. Huh? Um, on the on the third triplet of beat two. Wait, right. third, do you mean the third beat of the, the triplet? Third, yeah, yeah. Third. Waver triplet of beat two. All right, so I'll give you a four beat no, count. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. You stay yeah. in your place, young man. Okay, here we go. <laughs> One, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got it. Yeah, good. But I, I was trying way too hard, and I really hit myself. <laughs> I put some effort into it. Great. Um, well, Great. welcome back to the the process with Hon and Jono, and today also Josh. Hello. Um, that's our little intro thing. We do that before every episode but you never hear it because we cut it off um, it's just how we clap sync with the guests um, with increasingly difficult um, time signatures and countings mm. so yeah welcome Josh thank you it feels good to be here yeah that's uh, good okay, long time listener who, first time who caller who is Josh so Josh is a drummer yeah um, he plays drums with for people all over us? Auckland yes for us yeah. um, we should probably point that out yeah so us three are in a band called Underscore mm-hmm um, Han plays bass. I play guitar. We talked about it in the podcast before, if you listen yeah. to it. And Josh is the drummer. I am the drummer. So this is officially the underscore podcast yeah. for today. Cool. Just in this one. We interview yeah. ourselves. We can <laughs> interview ourselves. Okay. But importantly, Josh. 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 Mm. D- is there a question? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. So <laughs> okay, wait. Josh. <laughs> Josh. When did you get into music? Yeah. That's oh. Right. Um, my family is real musical. Like, I think it's quite a fun story to tell that when my mum and dad started dating, my mum would teach my dad guitar as an excuse to hang out with him more. Wow. And then, um, when we were, when we were all like little kids, everyone in the family, um, we all learned the piano up until we got to a piece called Swan Lake. <laughs> and then once we learned Swan Lake, we were allowed to like actually choose the instrument that we wanted to learn. Whoa. So How hard is Swan Lake? It was, I remember it being kind of hard, but I, I mean, I definitely couldn't play it now. Oh yeah. It was, if I had to guess, maybe like a grade three, grade four. Oh, that's pretty decent. That's definitely yeah. good. Yeah. It's good that you, like, you start learning early. Yeah. yeah. So what did you do after Swan Lake? Um, well, actually, Swan before Lake. I got to... Oh, I never got to Swan Lake. Everyone oh. in my family did. And then my brother You're started giving me... Huh? It's important to note that you are the youngest. Uh, I am. Yeah, I'm the youngest of six kids. Ooh. All the other five learned Swan Lake, <laughs> to my knowledge. And then my brother started giving me secret guitar lessons before oh. I learned Swan Lake. <laughs> and then I just never got there. I just... Um, I just started learning guitar, and then, yeah. The rest is history. Drums are your main instrument, though. When did you start playing drums? Um, I think I was like 10 or so. My brother was the one that my parents bought the drum kit for, because I think all of my siblings wanted to learn drums, and after like four of them asking, by the fifth one, they were, fine, like, they were like, fine, let's just let's finally buy a drum kit. And then I was the one that talked to it more. Mm. And yeah. Mm. So 10 years old, started to play drums in my like primary school band thing <laughs> with my auntie as the, um, what do you call it? Like music director. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good time. Nice. What was the first song you learned? I don't know, but I do remember there was a beat that isn't really a beat that you play now where it's just like you play the bass drum and the hi hat at the same time and then put the snare on two and four so you just go dun dun cut dun 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 cut dun 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 cut oh wait we don't play that anymore 
Isn't well, I mean, that's a forbidden not, beat. Is <laughs> <laughs> it like took it away? We didn't play the hi hat with the snare, if that makes sense. Right. And so, I don't know. It's just, oh, maybe, I mean, so some people really might play it. It's just pss, pss, crack. Pss, pss, yeah, because that's how drums oh, okay. sound. How do you, you could play? It's just like a B, the letter B. Oh, yeah. Mm. Is that how you say the letter B? <laughs> Surely you say it B. No, no, is it the sound the oh, letter so B cool. makes? That's the kick drum. Oh, yeah. I took a quick on beatboxing class once. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So it's B for like, and then E S H. Oh, like, sorry. Is this an actual thing that you did? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to just making this up. You actually did a beatboxing class? It was online, but yes. <laughs> Did I have multiple lessons? You watched lessons? a beatboxing YouTube video. No, no, oh, it yeah. wasn't a YouTube video. I signed up for a class. Online. Oh, really? Yeah. But it was free. Ah. Yeah. So just, so just videos? Yeah. So teach us again? It's b- yeah, it's b- b- Like the letter b-, b-, b. And you kind of just like- put Probably clipping every microphone yeah. right now. And then- b- It's like a- <laughs> like, like, like you push both the lips. <laughs> yeah. And it's from the middle. Oh. <laughs> That like sounds sick. Yeah. That sounds like some R like yeah. not R and B, some drum and bass kind of. Yeah, and then you know everyone knows. <laughs> but you can't do them all at the same time. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, no, nobody knows this. You just. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, well, this is a podcast about creating music, right? Have you ever written any music on the drums? Never. Never? Never. No, I have. Um, <laughs> uh, Bye, everyone. Surprise. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, uh, actually, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever like used the drums as my starting point for writing songs. I usually use a guitar. But then I feel like uh, when we're in a band situation, mm. I usually, like a lot of the time, I write the drum parts. Right. So. That was going to be my kind of follow up. What what's your what's your philosophy when writing a drum part? Say Han or I bring a song to you. We're like, Josh, I got a guitar part and like maybe a little bit of bass, a melody line. Like, what do you kind of look for? What do you play? I don't know. There's like, there's usually, uh, what would you call it? Like a kind of obvious contour that um that whatever music would follow like you can hear where you guys are putting the accents so i'd be able to hear where like the snare should be whether it should be half time or normal time or whatever and then a lot of the time with depending on who i'm writing with some of the artists who will not be named tend to write (laughs) a lot of stuff in similar feels and so from there i hear where like the accents go or you know how the beat should sound and then try to make it a little bit more interesting from there to make sure that it's not too samey. But mm-hmm. I suppose I do that for everyone to a certain extent as well because no one likes to hear the same drum beat just over and over. Drum and bass, would I like to have a word with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even like drum and bass is super Sorry, everybody who likes drum and bass. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it is. Um, well, cool. you know, you know I mean, there's only two elements. There's drums and, and bass. bass. So the drums better be interesting. That's a good point. I feel like they add more things. Uh, mm. It's just like macaroni cheese. There's not just macaroni, macaroni and cheese, cheese in and there. bacon. And they have bacon and it's like parmesan cheese sauce. Yeah, so they really should be. Well, if we named everything after, it's like, hi guys, we're a guitar, drums, bass, and singing band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would take a long time. What's your favorite song to play drums on, or people you play for? You're like wait, favorites. I've um. Of all the people that I drum for, what's my favorite song to play? Yeah, go on. Oh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Wait, can we answer that? Um, okay, no, 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 no. Oh, no, actually, I feel like... Don't, don't ooh, feel obligated to say underscore. I, don't I, I wasn't... Go- uh, well, okay. So I'll just give some honorable mentions, and then as I'm talking, <laughs> I'll try to decide the the king of all of them. Okay, um, that makes sense. The king. Ka-chow. So Pinston Weeders <laughs> uh-huh. is a good one, because that's just, I mean, there's just a big old... Okay. like. That's an unreleased underscore song, by the way, everybody. Ah, there you go. It's just coming soon. You'll know, mean what? You'll know. Yeah. It's just a drum you know, solo, you know. bass solo, and like kind of a guitar solo. I'm there. Yeah. I'm, and then, I'm like accentuating you guys. Yeah. Oh, that's quite solo, I guess, actually. Yeah. So. A lot of repetition. That's a real good one. Um, I don't know what would be my favorite King Kachow one. Maybe. Da, 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 da. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. My the worst song that we wrote. Um, 
Nah, uh, Just Pink. I don't know. Is that out? Uh, no. Uh, no, it's not released. But there's a really cool part in it at the in the last chorus where I choke the crash on all of the downbeats and then go into just like a fill around the toms where I go... And that's oh, really cool. fun to play. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. Just come to live King of Chow shows. Live King of right Chow show. Next week. Oh, next week. Mm. Yeah. Well, this we is coming haven't out on it very much. Is this coming out on Friday? Yeah. In time for the so, show? When's the show? Saturday. Next Friday. Next Friday. Oh. So guys, oh. next Friday. Unless you're listening to this in the future, in which case it was a really good gig. Yeah. You should have come. Mm. Oh, and also, Biku, if you're listening to this on Friday, we will have a rehearsal. On Sunday. And can you please bring set lists? Yeah. Oh, please bring set lists and please don't write them in thin blue pen. <laughs> or any other color pen, as long as it's not thin pen. Get a Printer. get a thick, like vivid. Yeah. Okay. Okay, continue, John. Sorry. Thank you, podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I suppose my favorite Club Ruby song is probably Weatherman. Just because it's the most metal and as a metalhead that doesn't play in any metal bands, it's like... It's like my dose. It's my it's my fix. Mm. It's like know? a cup of water in the desert. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in the desert of no metal, <laughs> and that's my one little oasis. And so, I suppose, yeah, I suppose by process of, elim- of uh, elimination, that's my favorite one to play. Where the man is a great it's song. Unreleased. I, unreleased. Another unreleased. As of yeah. yet, unreleased. Unless you're listening to this in the future, in which case, go to Club Ruby song. on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in terms of released songs, Kombucha by Kinka Chow. Mm. Oh, nice. That's good. Yeah. That's a good song. But Josh, you and I went to jazz school together. We did go to jazz school together. Yeah. Do you remember doing a couple of drum solos? Improvised drum solos? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that part of my drumming knowledge has like thoroughly diminished in the last couple <laughs> years since we haven't really worked on that. The jazz mm. part. Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose just the jazz part in general. Mm. But... um. Yeah, soloing was a real weird thing for me to learn. I remember there was a particularly embarrassing moment that I had in one of my drum lessons where I was talking to Ron, the drum teacher, about soloing. And I was saying, I don't know how to keep the form because I'll concentrate on playing like all the cool stuff that I can. But then if I concentrate on like using all my cool stuff, I'll lose the form. And he said, okay, well, let's just have a go at soloing. And don't worry about the form, just, you know, throw out all the cool stuff you can and we'll just see how it goes. And I was like, okay, sweet. And then I did a solo and we were soloing for a while and then I just stopped and he was like, oh, sorry, man, I was still waiting for the cool stuff. Oh, man. And I was like, oh. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I know. Tough. But, um. Ripped apart. Yeah. It was was he being serious? Yeah. He was like, oh, <laughs> sorry, man, I was still waiting. Because, <laughs> I mean, oh. I suppose, like, in... Our year at uni, the drum class was particularly good. Well, I mean, you know, aside from me, I had to keep up with Rohill and Elijah, who were both monsters. Yes, and that, so, yeah, that's sort of quite an ask, yeah. Mm. And so, I mean, it was good. It was like a real kick in the pants, you know? It made me practice. Yeah, and then yeah. the progress that I made over the course of jazz school was the most progress in the shortest amount of time that I've made. As a musician, I think. I would say the same thing. Yeah, I would too. agree. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Which, I mean, makes sense because you're paying a lot of money to go there, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, tell us about imp- more about improv. Improv? Um, How do you, was there, was there suppose, a process for that? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the biggest thing that I learned was just play the melody, mm. which... That was that's a classic jazz school tip. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about using all your cool stuff like I was talking about just before. Just play the melody, and then everyone will be like, oh, I know that, but that's the, how the yeah. song goes. That, oh, what a good solo. Because when you think about all the solos, like not even jazz solos, just solos that you like, usually they're catchy. They're not mm. that impressive. There will be parts of solos where you, that you really latch onto, and it will just, like usually it's kind of like a singable part. Mm. It's never usually the... That thing. comes in between the singable parts. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And so, like, maybe you'll build up to that and it makes the fast stuff all the more impressive. Mm. But, yeah, so learning that just to play the melody and it gives everything else that you're playing a lot more context, mm. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, that was a huge and thing. And a good way to keep the form, yeah? Great way to keep the form. Just play the form. What do you mean when you say keep the form? Uh, like, remember where the song 
or like the section of the song starts and finishes and stuff. Oh, so, so if it's a 32 bars, bar, yeah. yeah, if it's a 32 bar head or chorus in pop terms, mm-hmm. um, making sure that you're sticking to those 32 bars. Yeah. You know where you're finishing. Yeah. Could you describe how you would particularly play the melody on a drum kit solo? You just, yeah. I suppose you play the rhythm and then if you can follow the contour of the melody um, in whatever way that you want to, you should do that as well mm. to a certain extent because I suppose the point in playing the melody is that you play the melody and then you play the melody but a little bit fancier. So, um, yeah, yeah. So if the, what's a, give me a jazz head. Actually, no, I'll think of one because I don't want you to give me one that I don't, that I don't remember. They'll, they'll bring back memories of jazz school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like maybe a, a da, do, do, da, do, but, 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 whatever. Have you met Miss Jones? Have you met Miss Jones? I will play something like that, you know? And then you just work around that? Yeah. And then, so instead of playing I might play like just, I don't know, add a couple more notes in the middle somewhere. Cool. Chuck MIDI drums over that, over these things. So you can hear the drums. Josh is great at beatboxing. Wow. How do you make that cymbal sound so realistic? Sounds like some Yeah. Do you have any more questions for Josh or should we move on to underscore stuff? Um, I would like to add in one little comment just because this is a music related podcast. You may. And Han just brought up Sibelius. Mm-hmm. I hate Sibelius. Sibelius. I think I'm going to boycott all Avid products because of how much Sibelius sucks. Oh yeah. Oh well you, you should mention that Pro Tools sucks too then. Pro Tools Take sucks. Pro Tools particularly, I feel like Pro Tools was a mountain I never managed to climb because the semester that I was meant to be learning in uni was the semester of the first COVID lockdown. Oh, man. And so everyone that didn't have Pro Tools, our lecturer just said, ah, you can use Logic if you want. And I was like, yeah, use Logic. Sounds like a save. Yeah. Yeah. You're saving a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Pro Tools, it's just so expensive. We don't have to talk about here. For those who don't know what Pro Tools... Yeah. Other doors are available. Other doors are available. You can go through many doors. (laughs) Door stands for Digital Audio Workstation and Pro Tools is one of them, but it costs like $1,000 and you have to buy like a USB key. It costs 40 bucks per month. 40 bucks a month. So you end up paying more than $1,000 in about two and a half years. Um, it's it's the industry standard though, so everyone uses it. Um, it's just kind of unfortunate that they've kind of got this monopoly, but they're not a particularly forward-looking or like innovative company. Oh wow! He's, what are you doing? Jonathan is I'm that out there. trying not to burp. Oh, do it <laughs> to the microphone. I feel like it's gone now. Oh wait, just a disclaimer: Josh has had a booster shot, so he is this is, is yeah frog brain, frog brain, yeah frog brain. Mm. You got that. No, I won't say that. You know, actually, that being said, I don't know if it's because it's kind of late at night, mm. but I do feel like I'm starting to get real tired. Uh, mm. We also did play music. That's a lot true. of people get tired at night. <clears throat> people do get tired at night. I'd say close to 100%. Oh, no. What about you? people who work night shifts? People who work night shifts. People that um, stay on their phone for too long uh-huh. at night time? Yeah, no. It's not you, is it? No. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, shall we get back to Bundesco- Underscore? Underscore? Yeah, well, we're in a band called Underscore. We've got music on Spotify. You can go listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it's good. Some of it's quite old, sorry. No, kick you're right. No, you're fine. Um, that was a kick drum. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so I don't know. Should we, do we each have a, do we have a favorite Underscore song? Oh. Yeah. Luckily, we just talked yeah, about well, this. Well, unfortunately, we just played a bunch of underscore songs before we recorded this. So, yeah, we do know sort of. Han, do you, Josh, Josh knows. Do you want to go yeah, first, Josh? Yeah. Well, as a whole, I think our later songs are all better. Like the more, the newer songs that we write, they just they keep improving. Yeah. But I also think that makes it's, sense. <laughs> like, well, it does. But it I mean, was. some people, you know, you hear bands where you're like oh man their old stuff was way better you know all that kind of thing but then again our old stuff was when we only just started as a band yeah so we've only been a band kind of like just as musicians yeah 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 we we got started pretty early yeah Yeah, so yeah but my favorite song by us is tell me tell me it's a good song is it out are we recording that we recorded it but 
Oh, sorry. Did you listen to this in the past? <gasps> Didn't you sign an NDA? No. Did I? Oh. oh. No, I didn't. Um, yeah, that'll be coming out at some point. Yeah, that's a unreleased one. Tell me. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Any reasons? It's for the Tristio part, isn't it? Yeah, so... Um, Certain rhythm. When you wrote it... Oh, you wrote this drum part, and you said, I thought it would just be funny to chuck a Tristio in like a rock song and just see how it sounds. And I particularly like it because I've shown you this Loathe song before called... I don't remember what the Loathe song is called. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Um, I think it's aggressive evolution, but there's a really cool, heavy as Tresillo in it where it goes like and boom, ga dum ga, all at the same time. Sick. And it reminds me of that. And you use the stack. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I um, like I just really lay into the China symbol and scotch, scotch. It's sick. And it's, yeah, it's real fun. Nice, good reasoning. Mm. On. Um, is it my turn first? No, no, I got it. My you know yet, so. underscore song is Out of Time. It is Out of Time. Yeah. It's, uh, it's got a great bass line, starters. But also, I just love the way that like the verse comes in. And it's, it's got some kind of like nostalgic feel to like my high school listening, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. Since 19. That, yeah. one, that yeah. one is also unreleased. Unreleased. But it will also be coming out soon. Yeah. How we got planned. Yeah. We got plans. Mm-hmm. We got ways. I'm trying to think of mine because I wrote more of the songs than you guys. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> I wrote like the melody and the I lyrics. I think you wrote all of them. No, I mean, I mean as, as each song individually, I wrote more parts to the song. Yeah, yeah, You guys yeah, wrote yeah, the naturally. bass and the drum parts yeah. pretty much. And then, yeah, so I like came up with the form and stuff as you were saying. Um, so, yeah, the... So in a, in a way, real cop-out answer, but they're all pretty special to me because they have more meaning lyrically to mm. me than I assume to you guys. Yeah, but what like, about the shit ones, though? Yeah, yeah well, those are gone. No, I won't. Hey. I'll just pick one for you. It's what? the one me and you wrote because I'm in it. Get a little, get a little, get a little, get a little. That is a real, yeah. I think that's my close second. Yeah. Same, actually. I don't know why it's not my first. So me and Han wrote a song <laughs> for, well, actually, honorable mention, Be Who Was In The Room. Be Who Was In The Room. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to fight me because of this because he thinks This he is a heavily too. contested mm. um, topic. I would like to, actually, I think he came up with and then I was like, oh, that's cool. Give me the guitar. And then I played that. And then we were good. Um, and it, what is it called? It was a while ago. It was a while ago. And Han wrote all the lyrics. Yeah, I wrote the melody and the chords, I believe. And it, it's like a kind of almost skiffle, 12-8 kind of country rock song. That's not true. It's not in 12-8. Mm. He said kind of. Okay, sorry. I <laughs> know oh, it's not in 12 eight. Those are 16th, aren't they? The yeah, yeah. Oh, for some reason, I just imagined it was in 12. No, never mind. Yeah. It's in 4. Um, and yeah, it's like everyone loves that one at shows. Yeah. When you play it, they were like, oh, I really like that country song. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's, we're a rock band, somehow, by the way. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's just, it's, it's one of the first songs where I've like openly dug into myself for the lyrics. You know, it's, it is about like, Growing up in foster care. Yeah. Oh, and I've never did you not paid know that? attention oh, to the yeah. lyrics. <laughs> lyrics are pretty fun. I mean, I the, the yeah. bridges are the, not the bridge. The, the pre-choruses are fairly nonsensical, but well, hey, but the the verses foster are care is nonsensical, everybody. Yeah. Hot day. Hot take alert. take alert. take alert. Yeah, that's a good reason for a favorite song. I I would say that's up there. I think. Um, what if after all this time is really good? I also yeah, really good. like. Um, tell me, yeah, out of time. Did I just say that? You said I said what if all this yeah. after all this time? That one and out of time probably my favorite too. Yeah, yeah. It's a good song. Yeah, they're all fun to play though. Yeah, underscore that. Pretty fun. Yeah, nice. Um, and we got some new stuff coming out. Well, hey, John, do you want to tell us about what? What if after all this time is about? Um, yeah, sure. Um, so at the time I was, me and my now girlfriend, um, we're like, we liked each other, but there was a couple of kind of obstacles in the way mm. um, of us uh, being a couple. Uh, this was during university. Uh, Josh is laughing at me. I'm just, I was laughing at the fact that a lot of the song, a lot of underscore songs are about the process of you 
and your girlfriend, the process hey. of you and your girlfriend eventually getting together. And it's a beautiful story, guys. Yeah, because crazy. What if after all this time- Is Out of Time one of those two? Uh, not as much. Those later ones I started kind of just like ab- abstracting Abstract. from vague feelings. Right. That, you can't really, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I get, um, it it's not as literal. These yeah. ones are quite literal. So what if after all this time was basically saying like, we've kind of like liked each other and like um, been thinking about doing this and like wanting to do it for so long. Um, what if after all this time it didn't work out? Mm. Um, and it's basically saying like nothing's guaranteed. Like what if after all this time we fall apart and like doesn't happen? And that was is like, it? it was just kind of an explosion of that. Yeah, Isn't that what crazy is about as well? It's, it seems to be. Wouldn't it be crazy <laughs> just to give up now? I yeah. think I wrote both of those songs within like oh. two months of each other. So oh, it was really? probably a theme for yeah. that few months. You know? weird. I feel like crazy is a really old song of ours, but I suppose it's just because it came out for us. So I feel like what if after all this time is a much newer song. It's not. Yeah. So I think yeah. what if after all the time was written first. Wow. Yeah. That? How did Amazing. I write it though? I don't know how I wrote the actual music. It was so long ago back in like first mm. year. I know crazy came to me. I was, uh, I was like the middle of the night, and I had a song due the next day. Oh, and came I, to you in a dream? No, no, I was no. awake. <laughs> I was very awake. I was, I was frantically panicking because yeah. I had a song at nine a.m. and it was one thirty, I think, and I had nothing. And I had, I've been thinking for like three days, like trying to write a song, trying stuff didn't work, trying stuff didn't work, trying to like force an idea. Like mm-hmm. I had an idea, I like played something, I was like, right, I'm just gonna make a song work with these chords. It didn't, never does. Um, well, sometimes it does actually. And then I found, I just kind of played that, and I went, and I was like, I'm saved. So I played that little riff, oh, sorry, a little riff a couple of times. And then I was just originally just going to stay on the, it's sixth capo, capo six D, because it's actually a flat chord. It was just going to stay like that and be a bit more like the real country. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what if I, no, 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 different chord. No. And I was like, oh, and the whole thing kind of came together and that kind of formed the, the basis of the, um, the, the, the structure of the verse. And I just kind of, I think I actually wrote the lyrics down all in one. I kind of just, uh, verse one definitely came to me that night. I just wrote it all down and I was like, oh, and I think it stayed pretty much the same. Maybe Mm. a couple of rhymes got switched Mm. around, but I pretty much wrote the lyrics all that night too. And then the chorus just kind of progressively came after that. I remember just showing it to the class in the morning and everyone really liked it. And I was like, wow, okay, cool. I guess I'll just procrastinate all of my songwriting. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) No. Um, He learned nothing. Yeah. (laughs) And then I was on the bus with my friend on the way home or going somewhere else. And I showed her on my phone because she wasn't at the class in that morning and she said it was really good. So I was like, well, that was one. I think the first time people were like super complimentary about a song because mm. I brought them stuff before and everyone, yeah, everyone's like, "Wow, nice job!" But this one, they were like, "Whoa, that was a really good song." And mm. I was like, "Oh, so like effect to me." I was like, "Ah, oh, that's, that's cool." So that's cool. I can write songs that people kind of like actually gel with. Uh, so that was fun. It's a little bit, a little bit of a different tune, a bit more singable mm. than our normal kind of heavier stuff. Yeah. I feel like it's it's a quite kind of a nostalgic feeling song for me because it really mm. reminds me of the. You know, like the old kind of, I suppose, like acoustic rock. I don't know what you would call it. Weezer ben, kinda... Nah, more yeah. like, I suppose, yeah. And like, I used to listen to a lot of Jack Johnson and like Dispatch and John Butler. A lot of bands that would um, have like a full band setting, but with quite acoustic-y sounding songs. And it reminds me of that. It's real cool. Mm. Nice. Mm. Yeah. It has an acoustic version. I've played it acoustically before. It works quite well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the story behind that one. What if after all this time, I think I just came up with that riff. Literally the banner, 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 and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I think I, I think I had the first part, and I was like, where should I go after that? I want it to open up, and so mm-hmm. I actually wrote that riff. Da, 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 da. I was like, oh, that's a cool like open position thing. I just played around with open position chords that sounded kind of brilliant, but not in the like really good way. Brilliant as in like the sound was very really bright and kind of forward and open sounding. Mm. Um, and then that just kind of came together and that's, I was like, oh, we can make this heavier. <laughs> Using like inverted power chords so you get that fifth on the bottom. Big fan. It makes them real fan. chunky. I love the pre-chords of that. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's just a classic 
just ascending up the scale, baby. And it, it just really chords. builds the energy and then the melody for it as well. Just makes me want to yell it. <laughs> which yeah. I do and you do which yell do. Yeah. <laughs> which you do yeah. rehearsal yeah it's good we should get your microphone <laughs> how's the pre-chorus go lost, lost my confidence oh, yeah, you do I say goodbye to death goodbye to death goodbye yeah that one's on Spotify you can go listen to that yeah, one that, that one's actually good. released did in the Spotify version I should know because <laughs> we recorded this song but you remember when we performed it for finals and you got Sam and Kat to sing uh, BBs. Yeah. Do they have those harmonies in the? Um, it's not you the should... same harmonies in the in the song. Oh, those oh. harmonies were so cool. You know what? Now you mentioned it was they too were. thick. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, there are harmonies so. in there. Well, basically, what happened, well, so we've got two albums on Spotify, right? Or oh, two? Oh, let's get a ton of three. We got the demo EP, mm-hmm. which is four songs that we recorded at uni, and I was like, ah, we'll just put them out on Bandcamp. They won't sound very good. We'll just kind of chuck stuff together just so we have music out there, so that when we went to like ask to, if we could play for gigs, we could show them something. Yeah. Otherwise, cool. just like, can you can we play the gig? And they're like, what do you sound like? Oh, I'll send you some like demos. So it was meant to be a demo EP where they're like high quality demos that um basically just kind of was quick, efficient, got it out there, sounded good. Um, but then they ended up sounding quite good, mm. and so. Well, they did okay, and then we were like, oh, we should, um, eventually Han was just like, we should put them on Spotify. I think it was Han. I wanted to put them on Spotify initially. Mm. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I was like, nah, I don't want to, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to take our Spotify virginity (laughs) 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 until until we had a song that was like worth it, you know, to like, because in my mind, I was like, when we release on Spotify, we want to like send it to publications and be like, our debut release. I didn't want this to be our debut release, so I was like. I was being all finicky about that, which I really shouldn't that have. That makes sense. I I feel like it can kind of trip up artists in general a lot of having that, like, my first impression needs to be amazing. And so, because I know that that happened with my lovely wife, Manu. Mm. Uh, before she released her first song, she was thinking about, I need all these visuals and I need mm. all this other stuff along with, like, aside from just the fact that it was a good song to yeah. release. Because... Mm-hmm. I do that a lot every time I want to upload something online, even if it's just like an Instagram video or something. Yeah. I always think, it needs to be perfect. This is my first mm. like foray into this kind of thing or something. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, find I mean, it helps quite to have that stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. start worrying about that too much. Yeah, that's so, kind of I'm what I'm saying. To, like, subscribe to the folder. Just get it, get, it, get it done, get it out. Yeah, just don't. You know? like maybe you do need to do all this marketing stuff, mm. but for your own soul... Just get it out. Mm, just get yeah. it done. Get it out. Spoonville. Just do it. Yeah. What's Spoonville? Um, and that was our first release, so there was that kind of pensiveness where I was like, I don't know what we're doing. We'll try this. Uh, so that's now on Spotify, but so are our other two singles as well. Mm. Why did I start telling you about that? Because you love it. Uh, <laughs> do, is this like a real long tangent from what's your favorite underscore song, or do we? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Well, there you go. Those. T- two that I said before go back and listen if you didn't hear them mm. well we um, put together a list of our some of our favourite slash most influential albums mm-hmm. that we listened to growing up um, we seem to have been going in a bit of an anti-clockwise direction so yeah. should we start with John <laughs> alright tell um, us your three influential albums and why so like we were saying before it was really hard to narrow it down to three mm-hmm. because I feel like um we uh, like certain artists will just be influential as a whole, and so to narrow down all their albums to just one was pretty hard. But my first one that I chose was the Mark Tom and Travis show by Blink One Eight Two. It's a live album of theirs, and it has a bunch of um, just you know the songs from their previous albums, like a lot of the ones from Enema of the State. But because it's <laughs> that's a funny name, it's a good album title. But oh, sorry, <laughs> <Is that you? laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Josh just kicked for the, the audio listeners. My, yeah, <laughs> they're all. Wait, audience. what do you mean? Yeah, you don't have a video <laughs> version yet. Let, let me describe it. Josh kicked the microphone stand into Josh uh, John's face. Sorry. It nearly yeah. took out my nose. Yeah, and I need it for singing. Hmm. Anyway, Mark Tom and Travis show is their live album where they play. A bunch of their songs, but there's also live banter, so it was a lot funnier to listen to as a kid. Mm. But all the songs are like a solid 20 BPM, 30 BPM faster. (laughs) So for punk drumming, it's just... And that was, um, as like a 13 or 14 year old, like first learning how to drum like rock music, 
It was so much fun. There was a particular one um, called uh, Don't Leave Me. And like I tried for months and months on end to just be able to make it to the end of the song with like some stamina left in my arms to actually make it through the whole song, just going to get to get to or whatever it was the whole time. That was kind of a milestone wow. for my drumming career. All right. That's but, Travis Josh. Barker, right? Yeah, yeah. So Travis Barker, um, a drummer that I think, every, oh, there's like a community of people that think he's awesome and then a community of people that say, bro, why do you like Travis Barker? There's so many like way better drummers out there, which is kind <laughs> of like the Lars Ulrich issue where he's a fantastic drummer. He does and, exactly- And, and Ringo. Yeah, and Ringo. Yeah. He, like they're all fantastic drummers and they wouldn't be as famous and iconic as they are if they weren't, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, Travis Barker, he's awesome. Cool. I was, because literally, I've been seeing for some reason a lot of Travis Barker clips come up in my like YouTube recommended and I watched a couple of them and I was going to message you and like, because he's like, kind of like one of the most mainstream drummers like if you think of a mainstream yeah. drummer Travis Barker he plays on all these like hip hop records yeah that's what I was going to say is he works real hard so to I was going to message you and ask you is Travis Barker actually that good and like do drummers like him or is he like is he like the I don't know I'm trying to think of a guitar version of it like the guitarist that everyone knows like Slash uh, yeah Slash where he's not like technically amazing he's very very good but he's not John Petrucci or yeah, like I one suppose of those like yeah, really yeah, technical yeah. players. Like, but um, yeah, you're not listening to Blink One Eight Two to have like some crazy Matt Gasker like sure, polyrhythm sure. stuff blow your mind. You're listening to to it for some fun punk music, and Travis Barker is like one of the best at being just a fun Absolutely. punk drummer. Mm. And so for like a 13 year old who's just getting into it, he's like an Perfect. amazing influence. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, they are very like full of life on that stage, man. They yeah. go for it. And nice. then I suppose my next album, uh, kind of, well, I suppose similar in, ah, uh, I don't know, is City of Evil by Avenged Sevenfold. Uh-huh. The drummer, um, Jimmy the Rev Sullivan, was, like, he was my favorite drummer for a really long time. And yeah, that, I suppose that was like my first branch off into like metal drumming mm. and just trying to figure out how a double kick pedal worked. <laughs> and I'm sure like a lot of the grooves that I played while I was trying to play along to the songs were being completely wrong and you know like but I felt like they worked at the time and it was, it was like definitely a big shaping thing for my drumming throughout high school as I would play along to you know a bunch of Avenged Sevenfold and a bunch of Trivium stuff and all that language came from just trying to play along to the Revs drumming and then same with my mate um, Arash who would play guitar with me in high school. Um, yeah, we would just jam all that metal stuff. And yeah, sick. I've been sevenfold, great times. Mm. Mm. Were you very sad when he passed away? Super sad, yeah. yeah. I remember, like, <laughs> super sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super when, sad, he laughed. Well, so uh, my friend Arash mentioned, uh, he was the one that told me, mm. and I was real annoyed because as like an angsty teenager, I was like, there, I want to express my anger somehow, but like I don't really want to do anything that bad. And so I thought about breaking a window, but I was like, "Oh no, I'll get in trouble. I like I shouldn't do that." I'm so mad that the rev's gone, but I should, you know, I don't want to break anything. Yeah, um, responsibly. Yeah, exactly. Not the like <laughs> rage rebellious resp- rage responsibly. Yeah. yeah, not the rebellious like metalhead punk person that I thought that I wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but you yeah, know. Rage against also, windows are expensive. Yeah, windows are expensive, mm. Mm. especially man. the ones in this room are double glazed, so oh, man. twice as expensive. That's twice yeah. as much glazing as normal. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, my third album uh-huh. is To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick oh, Lamar. Oh, yeah. I, sh- I have that on CD. Yeah, oh. it's such a fantastic album, CD. and it was the album that kind of opened me up to jazz language in a way that I actually enjoyed. Because mm, I, I think, oh no, I hadn't made the decision to go to jazz school when that album came out, but my brother was at jazz school. And so I thought like, oh yeah, seems fun. I don't know. But then whenever I would listen to jazz, he, my brother would listen to a lot of George Benson mm. and I would be like, I mean, it's <laughs> all right. It's, it's not really for me. Um, but yeah. And so that was the first one where I was like, well, this is jazz, but it's also hip hop. 
It's so cool. <laughs> and, um, you know, like just trying to figure out how to drum along to those in a way that wasn't like just straight rock drumming yeah. was pretty fun, quite interesting. And yeah. And then that led on to stuff like um, Choose Your Weapon by Hiatus Coyote, another one of those um, albums where it kind of taught me like jazz drum language in a not as strictly jazz setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, like hybrid music? What is it called in jazz? Fusion. Fusion. <laughs> <laughs> cool fusion records like that, like, um, you know, that mix hip hop mm-hmm. and jazz or whatever else. Other stuff. Neo soul. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, mm, those are my three albums. Those are kind of like the, I feel like a good basis of, uh, not necessarily what my drumming is like now, but kind of the foundation for from. what yeah my drumming yeah. is. And I like it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I like good it. One. Thanks for sharing. Ah, Indeed. You're welcome. Sure you pay for this rock. Yeah. See you guys next. But I thought we were going anti-clockwise. <sighs> yeah, right. Are you just trying to stall for time? No. He's not trying to stall for time. He wants to, he keeps looking at his watch. Oh. It's late though, and Jonathan is far away. I'll talk faster. No, no. Talk, My, talk faster, it's raining. My. <laughs> it's kind of an outside joke. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, give us the album, Son. But did you want me to say it faster? No, nah, I do it in normal speed. Your fly's flying low, by the way. Them crooked vultures. <laughs> by them crooked vultures. <laughs> It's also known as the Super Group, you know, with Dave Grohl and that guy. Hang on, I got it. A bit like my the dad. bass player from Led Zeppelin, which is um, John Paul Jones, and I didn't know that. Yeah, and the singer from Queens of the Stone Age, who looks like who my looks dad. like John's dad, apparently Joshua. He does look oh, like John's dad. He does look like my dad. I just can't listen to Queens of the Stone Age because of that. Well, you don't need to look at a picture of Josh home. home no, nah, when I hear well, Josh, home. Josh the homie, I can, <laughs> I, I can <laughs> see him in my head. Yeah. He's got a very distinctive voice too, so you just can't avoid it. Yeah. Anyway, I like that album because it was a very good album. <laughs> Stop looking at oh, me. Oh, wait. Can we, can we do a little loopy back to when we were talking about our favorite underscore songs? Yeah. Uh, my favorite underscore song is a John O'Meara solo song. Oh, yeah. So where he's talking to his dad. <laughs> it's not an underscore song. <laughs> no, I know. It's a but, and his dad goes <clears throat> into the recording. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, my favorite. that's my favorite part. <laughs> 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 anyway, I like that album a lot because it's got a lot of rock stuff happening and the bass lines are crazy. The bass mm. lines are insane. Yeah. I didn't realize it was Led Zeppelin Man. Yeah, Led Zeppelin Man. John uh. Paul Jones. He also played all the keys and stuff. Because you don't like yeah. two people with two first names. Yeah. He's got, oh, no, He's John, got three. What? First name. John Paul. Who's John isn't a first name? Jones. 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 It could be no, called not Jones. A, nah, nah. Uh, nah, Jones is a pretty last Jonas name. Jonas is. Yeah, that's not his last name. Yeah, yeah fair enough. So I'll anyway, take that. <laughs> yeah. So well, people would just call him John Jones, wouldn't he? Right? That's not two first names, yeah? Yeah, okay. I'd like to apologize. I'll go full on record to say that I was wrong. Okay, anyway, yeah. I like that album because yeah. uh, what, what were the reasons I listed? It's pretty bass. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said the bass was good. It's pretty yeah. good. I like it. <laughs> and it's loud. This is like an achieved right now. <laughs> I need you to evaluate your learning a little more. <laughs> um, where was I? Oh yeah, them crooked vultures. Them crooked vultures. Anyway, next yeah. next album. <laughs> Get it together. Oh, so that was my one of the albums, but um, the next one would be a mark, a mission, a brand, a scar by Dashboard Confessional. I have been diving back into like my emo uh-huh. emo roots. Those those guys. Those are the kind, that's the kind of music, you know, you lock yourself in the room. And cry get, asleep. Yeah, and cry asleep. asleep. Yeah, yeah because those, um, like your crush from high school wouldn't like look at you or something. You yeah, know? man. Yeah. I, um, uh, I watched Superbad the other night yeah. and it definitely made me feel like, I remember my high school days. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. So I understand the dashboard confessional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually like, I watched Spider-Man 2. And like the end credits has a dashboard song in it. And I was like, oh, wow, I oh. love that band. And I just dived back into it. You know, I once got told I sound like dashboard confessional. Yeah, it was me. I said that. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't you. Really? It was a guy in Wellington, me and my sister in Wellington. And we had nothing to do one evening. And we're like, I was like, I wonder if there's any open mics on. Oh. Just to go watch slash not. I was 
in my mind, I was like, I could play it. I didn't have a guitar. Mm. So I just looked and there was one. So we went to this bar, I can't yeah. remember where it was, yeah. and there was people singing and they were like, oh, do you want to play? And I was like, okay. So I got up there, I think I did crazy and what if after all this time or something. Um, but afterwards, this guy came up to me and was like, hey man, that was really cool. You sound like Dashboard Confessional. You should go listen to Dashboard Confessional. Yeah. Okay. I was like, okay. And I didn't really agree, but mm. I can see no, that. I do remember telling you that you sound like, uh, well, you should sound like Dashboard. <laughs> and then you, you said... <laughs> Some, some guys said you sound like Dashboard. Ah, oh, this exact same story. Yeah, yeah. Well, some guy did say that I sounded like Dashboard Official in Wellington yeah. once. Wow. <laughs> and some guy in Auckland said you should sound like Dashboard. Oh, some guy. Hold on. That was me. Because yeah. I. We should move on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hang on. I love that song. I mean, love that band. That, band. that album. Nice. It's hella emo. What was the album name? A mark, a mission, a brand, a scar. That's an emo name. It's, it's hella very emo. emo. Yeah. You know, Beyond it's just like that kind of like singing that's like, it's real whiny and, you know, teenage angst. Mm. Good. Yeah. Good. Okay. Next album. Okay. Computer by Radiohead. Oh, yeah. That was, you know. Classic. Good album. It's good a good album, album Josh. Yeah. Why, why is Josh laughing? <laughs> because the first time you said that, I said, good album. And then I realized I have, I've not really listened to that album. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, it has to be good, right? Otherwise it wouldn't be so famous. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's also a computer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a it's actually pretty com it's got some pretty complicated music yeah there. yeah like with like time that's changes. the one with like bum 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 I don't know I can't remember never mind go on <laughs> I don't continue? remember what it's called there's a song which I think if you like lay out all of the time or all of the bars together it works out to be 4-4 four, four, but when you're playing it it doesn't feel like 4-4 four, four. Um, and we played it for hey, uh, the tourist. I think nah, it was um we played it for Hugo's rep or no Hugo. Oh, played he, it. In you're combo. thinking of Pyramid Song? Pyramid that, Song. That's from Kid A. Oh, never mind. Yeah, 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 oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't the song or the artist you were singing. Nah. <laughs> no, 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 it's no, no, the no, no, artist. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kid A, the album by Radiohead. Oh, I thought the band yeah. was called Kid A. No, Man, imagine if you named your kids like that. Yeah. Kid A. Kid A. Mm -hmm. Could be. Um, but I like OK Computer because it ends on a triangle. Like it goes ding. Oh. Yeah. oh so you listen to the whole nice. thing, you're like, man, this sucks. And you wait, the end's coming up, the end's coming up, yeah. ding. Oh. No, no, no. I, I, you know, I try to skip to like just the end with the ding, but you have to listen to the whole album to get the full satisfaction. I understand that yeah. completely. There are songs where I only like the end section, but I'll listen to the whole song because... You know, if it you want to you know, do it justice, music yeah. isn't about getting to the end. Yeah, uh -huh. you know, it's, it's about, about the climb. Mm. Oh, all right, those are my albums. Oh, nice. honorable mentions: nineteen seventy-five by nineteen seventy-five, the deluxe edition. Oh yeah. yeah, I don't like the deluxe edition as much, honestly. Oh, oh no, it has the, the demo edition, edition yeah. the demo yeah. version of sex on it. Yeah, that's the the demo version is way better. It's so messy. Yeah, and the end part, you know how they just go yeah, yeah, yeah. on those chords. That's way better on the like proper album version. Mm. It's, yeah, it's too clean. Mm, it's too fair clean. enough, fair enough. I remember trying to Google 1975 <laughs> sex on the mm. um, school computers in mm. high school. <laughs> you couldn't? It came up with sex by 1975. Yeah, yeah. yeah it worked out. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Sorry. I'm laughing at the idea of the demo version of sex. <laughs> <laughs> like a free trial. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure, would you like a sample? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan. Stop emulating albums. my dad. <laughs> my three albums. Sure. Okay. Um, so I pulled a few from my, my past. I think um, my number one that I'll say is Ocean Eyes by Owl City. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I understand that you have had a complicated musical past. <laughs> just, I really wasn't expecting an Owl City album to be on there. No offense to Owl City. I've not listened to them enough. There are so other, I know the song Fireflies and that's it. Yeah. So, you see guys what I have to great. deal with in this band. <laughs> Constant belittlement. Is that a word? I think yeah. it's belittling. Yeah, yeah. No, belittlement is a word. <laughs> yep, yes it is. Well, I don't care what you say. It's it's Owl City for me. Okay. I just deleted it from my thing. How do I do that? Not that good then, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Not influential. Oh, yeah. Got it back. Um, yeah, Ocean Eyes. It's the album that has Fireflies on it. Everyone's favorite song. Cool, you cool. would. 
<laughs> you would not. Um, yeah, so that one's on there. It's, 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 it's it, okay. So it's one of the first albums I listened to. I've had a complicated musical past um, where I wasn't always allowed to listen to any music that I liked. Um, so this was one of the ones which was like, okay. And I remember it's one of the first albums that I bought and we went to Brisbane as a family and I listened to it like the whole trip. I remember lying in bed with my Sennheiser HD 22s on, which are like real cheap, like plasticky headphones, lying in bed in Brisbane in a motel, mm-hmm. just listening to the same song called Meteor Shower like three times in a row because I was just like, this is amazing. Whoa, music is like a thing that I really like. Ooh. So it was when I first kind of like went, oh man, music is actually, I, so I can remember listening to that album and going, oh my gosh. Life changing. So there you go, Josh. I retract Al, my laugh. Yeah. That's, yeah. Really, Al, Al that's a beautiful reason. Is vindicated. <laughs> laugh at my sensitivity, you know. Um, yeah, so Al City, good one. Um, my next one would be... The rest of the Owl City albums are good too, but mm. not after, um, I can't remember the name of the last one that I like. Never mind. Um, before we cut that out. The next one that I wrote down was the song, the album Nothing Is Sound uh, from Switchfoot. And this oh, album yeah. is, I think, probably my favorite album ever and will probably stay there for a very long time. Um, it's, it's an amazing album. It like Sonically, it's fantastic. They wrote the album while they were on tour and kind of recorded it like in random studios and venues and like, I don't know, the song's just great. The guitar lines they play and the guitar tones are like super influential. A lot of the underscore stuff we play, if you listen to that album, you'll hear mm. a lot of like influences taken from there. I'm going to do that. Yeah, have a listen. I think you'll you'll see what I've, it... Because you know. I've listened to Switchfoot before, but yeah. not with like that context in mind. So Nothing Is Sound is an album which flows like beginning to end almost. It has a couple of stops, but a lot of the songs go straight into the next one. Um, and yeah, there's just some like real cool songs. My favorite song currently ever is on there. It's called Politicians. Mm. Uh, it's very riff based and very cool. It's just, I love the way it transitions between sections and how it has like cool guitar features and stuff. It's fantastic. Probably my favorite ever. Yeah, Nothing Is Sound. like that one. Um... The other one that I chose as my top three is Dream Theater by Dream Theater. Um, a couple of years ago at university, I think I got into Dream Theater, who is a like, um, well, probably like the progressive metal band. They're like super mm-hmm. big for that, like kind of like real styly, kind of showy, instrumental almost yeah, style of yeah. stuff. I feel like that's fair. I'd say that up there, yeah. yeah. The guitarist John Petrucci, I remember listening to it and going like, Oh my goodness! Like I just loved everything about it. His tone, the way he played, the like the way the songs are structured, the instrumental parts, like everything. I was just like, oh my goodness! Forget about the vocals for now. Uh, <laughs> it was amazing. I was just like blown away by the musicality of it and like how it sounded. I was like, oh, this is for me. It's exactly what I love. So, listen to a bunch of that sort of stuff. Tried to play like it, but not quite. Yeah, I was going to say, why don't underscore songs sound like that then? Ah, uh, because we need a Jordan Rudess on the piano. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's like it's a lot of like sampled <laughs> stuff, and it. it's not underscore sound for sure. The um the Pinston Weeders is very much that's true. A dream yeah. theater song. Yeah, fair in, enough. In I, my yeah, mind, it's like a dirty from. dream theater kind of style thing. Yeah, it's very very much that way. Yeah, those those are my three top ones, I guess. Um, and then I got a couple of honorable mentions. Um, mm-hmm by Reliant K. Is another one for guitars and like guitar lines and just kind of like song styles. I was like, yes, that's good. Um, one of the first albums I bought as well was called Five Score and Seven Years Ago, which is another Reliant K one, just very influential. I listened to a lot. Um, there's a guy called John Foreman who is the lead singer. Of- oh, he makes the grills. grills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, he's the lead singer of Switchfoot and he did like a solo EP, um, Four solo EPs with four songs each, and it's called C. Ah, uh, they're they're each for a season of the year, and they're like each for a month of each season, so twelve songs altogether. Um, and they're just beautiful songs. They're amazing. Mm. I love them. Um, the band House of Heroes would would have been on the list, but I didn't want to make them all like alt rock. <laughs> so I so I kind of gave one from each kind of genre that I I listened to. But yeah, uh, House of Heroes is. If you go listen to Suburbia. The House of Heroes, that's another one which underscore will sound a suburba? lot like Suburba. Suburbia? No, Suburba. 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 And I also suburba. had Imaginarium by Nightwish on there, which is another kind of like... Uh, oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of Night Versus. Symphonic metal. Nightwish? It's like there's a lot of orchestral know. and like a woman singer. It's like kind of operatic. It's very mm. cool. 
on one of those like groovy things. So yeah, those are my my top picks. Mm. Neat. Epic. Thank you for sharing. No worries. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And laughing. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not actually that cut up about it. Yeah. Well, any closing remarks? Oh yeah, well Josh, mm. if you could collaborate oh, yeah. with anyone dead or alive, whomst would it be? Ooh. 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 I wish I had prepared for this question. No. Uh, we got to catch yeah. more of your episodes so I could you should have just stopped complaining about the Christmas episode. I should have stopped complaining about the Christmas episode. Yeah, Josh, but what's your I, I least never... favorite process episode? <laughs> the Christmas episode. <laughs> you will not shut up about the Christmas episode. Because it's a terrible episode. Han ruined it with the audio uh, uh, yeah. right off the bat. To be fair, I was immediately a new read. Yeah, he was drunk. Mm. Oh, it was Christmas. Yeah. Was Christmas. yeah. And then you uh, didn't give... Um, Baby It's Cold Outside Baby It's Cold Outside The credit it deserves You said it was a terrible song It is a terrible song And then you went and gave Other songs credit For having nice jazzy chords Despite Baby It's Cold Outside's Nice jazzy chords What about it's undertones? It's fine It was written Ages ago And like despite that (laughs) um, I feel like you Because everyone has a problem With the line What's in his drink? You know, I mean, oh no, sorry. We're like, well, uh, hey, what's in, in this drink? drink? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's not saying like the guy slipped something into his drink. He's she's saying like, oh man, like, you know, she's kind of using it as like a flirty like, what's in this drink kind of thing. You know, I don't okay. feel like I'm explaining it very well. That's that's right. Oh, you you don't like where we placed it. Yeah. That's mm. right. You know, opinions are going to differ, mm. um, and we're right. <laughs> 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 Was that just those two? Uh, what? And the fact that Han didn't know any Christmas songs. That annoyed uh, me. <laughs> I feel like there were more reasons to complain, but Christmas was a while ago. It's true. Let's um, leave Christmas in the past. Yeah, yeah. We'll so I don't Christmas. remember my reasons for Maybe it you can come on this Christmas and yeah. you can tell us your oh, favorite I would Christmas love song. to. Right, Christmas yeah. is my favorite time of year and you ruined it <laughs> last year. So We'll do another underscore episode for Christmas. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, I'm in for it. Um, what were you saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my collab. My collab artist. I think... I don't know, without thinking about it too much, maybe Tozen Abasi. I'm also tempted to say um, Matt Gasker, but I will say Tozen Abasi. Oh, so Matt Gasker is the drummer for Animals as Leaders. Tozen Abasi is the guitarist for Animals as Leaders. And I think I would pick Tozen just because, um, you know, as a guitarist, he would be able to offer like some different stuff, like a different perspective, you know? And, um, also, I would like the opportunity to pick his brain about all the crazy, crazy stuff he writes. He like so. invents new ways of playing the guitar, which is very difficult to do yeah. these days. Pretty much. Cool. Like double, double, double uh-huh. thumb picking thing. And all of the members of their band are like monsters. Amazing. I suppose if you're animals, saying. Animals, even. Yeah, animals. They're absolute animals. And yeah. leaders. Yeah. Leaders among the musical community. Um, yeah, all of them are amazing. If I could collab with the whole band, I would. But I also, I, if I got the opportunity, I'd probably be a little bit too scared because they're yeah. much, much better than me. Yeah. So. Not much better. I would say they're much, much <laughs> better than me. It's like being too intimidated to take pictures of like your favorite artists. Yeah. You know, go see them at a show. Like when I um, met uh, Jason Butler from Let Live oh, yes. and my friend uh, took a picture with him and I was the one that took the picture. You know, like, you know, he walked up and then um, Jason like kind of looked at me as in like, you want a picture too, man? And I felt too awkward about it. And so I went, and then just looked away. Oh, and oh, I would have liked a picture. Uh, you know, he's a cool guy. Uh, Josh, but, Jason, Jason, if you're listening to this. He come, lives in New Zealand. Come, so get, a photo with come Josh. get a photo with Josh. We'll, you don't give, have you, to. we'll give you his address. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's, yeah. No. <laughs> Let Lives is cool. The cool. Fever 333 is also cool. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Good album. Mm. Nice. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's okay. It sounds like a, you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is he the one who does that or is he the drummer? Oh, Jason is the singer. He's oh, the one okay. that goes. Yeah, I see. Oh, okay. Alrighty, well, we'll wrap it up there, shall we? Okay. Cool. All right. Thanks, this, everyone, for listening to the, 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 to season two of The Process. process. This, has this has been Han and, and Jono on The, the process. process. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. 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 Thank and Josh is here. Me. Yeah, yeah oh, no, you're very welcome. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Bye. We, yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
Nice. Maybe we should cover that lip song. Yeah, that'd be mean fun. I can't sing like that. Hey guys, Jono here. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast this season. Uh, we've had a really fun time putting it all together. Uh, this one actually is the last episode. I know we said the last one before was the last episode, but this is the final episode for the season. Um, yeah, we're going to start work on season three ASAP and we'll look forward to showing you that when it comes out. So yeah, have a good rest of your day or evening and we'll see you very soon. Goodbye. <laughs>